everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 294 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about when Americans plan to retire. And I think this is a really important topic because uh, if we can understand better when we want to retire, if we have some end goal, if we have some number in mind, and we actually want to reach that particular number, that particular age, uh, and have money, have the ability to retire on time, we need to make sure that we do things that are commensurate with uh, that particular goal. So I want to help you uh, to determine what you need to do to get to retire when you want to retire, uh, and ultimately uh, just learn a little bit more about uh, you know how young investors think about retirement, how older investors think about retirement, and ultimately how we can get there and how we can do it with a lot of dignity and a lot of success. So stick around for all that and more in today's episode. Before we get started though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan and that's really good supplemental material to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites and tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together, pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing you on towards long-term financial freedom, which is what I hope for every single individual watching or listening to this show on a day-to-day basis. Now, ultimately, how many of us really want to work our entire lives, right? No matter how much you love your job, no matter how much you just love what you do, right? When it comes down to it, wouldn't you rather just be doing whatever thing you like to do most? And maybe work is the thing that you like to do most. That, that could be the case, right? But I would say for the vast majority of individuals, right? Work is not what they like to do most. It is a necessary means to do the things that they like to do most, right? And they may actually enjoy the people and uh, enjoy the you know intellectual adventure that your work takes you on, right? You may enjoy the work, right? But surely that's not your favorite thing. And that's not the thing that you want to be doing for the rest of your life. And I mean, for the rest of of your life, right? And if it is, whatever, but for most people, it's not. Okay, so most people have this idea of retirement. We have this idea of hanging it up at some point, uh, and many people have a number in mind. Many people think, okay, I'm going to retire at 65. I'm going to retire at 60. I'm going to retire at 55, whatever, right? They have these different ideas in their head. Okay, but I wanted to know when do people actually think they're going to retire? When do people actually want to retire? And then can we get you ready to be there? Can we get you ready to retire at that point? Because retirement is not an age. Retirement is a number. Retirement is having enough money to sustain yourself uh, once you get to you know whatever point in your life where you don't want to work full time anymore, right? It is not an age. You can be as old as you want to be, but if you don't have the money to sustain yourself, if you stop working, then you cannot stop working, right? Uh, that's the the long and the short of it. Okay, but ultimately, most people, uh, you know, tend to retire around the same time. But what is the average age that Americans say that they plan to retire? Well, they say uh, that they plan to retire at 62, according to a recent survey from Natixis Investment Managers, right? Uh, the anticipated retirement age, however, did vary by generation, and this is not surprising. So the youngest cohort, right, the uh, Gen Ys or Millennials, plans to retire at the age of 59. 
Now, 59 is a very specific number, and I don't know if this has anything to do with it or not, right? But it is coincidental that age 59 and a half is the age that you can take money out of your traditional or Roth IRAs without any penalty, okay? So that may have something to do with that specific number of 59. For Gen X, right, the average age is 60. Again, that's right around that uh, withdrawal number. Baby boomers, meanwhile, who are currently ages 57 to 65, indicated they plan to work longer with an average expected retirement age of 68. Now, I can guess why this is, okay? Uh, and I think that it's multifaceted, but uh, let's just, you know, let's just posit a few things together, right? I think that uh, those baby boomers, the reason that they are expecting to uh, you know, retire at a later age is one, they're already there, right? They're already at that point and they see that they weren't prepared, right? And when you get to that point and you see that you're not prepared, you don't have any choice but to continue working, right? So you're going to push back that number from what a younger individual may think, okay? So I think that's first. Second, I think baby boomers uh, kind of got into this ideology of, you know, my workplace is going to take care of me like they took care of my parents, right? I'm going to have a pension. I'm going to have, you know, social security that can cover my cost of living. And then they got closer and closer to retirement and realized that that just was not so, right? So I think uh, those may be a couple of the reasons uh, that you see that. And ultimately, the younger you are, the more idealistic you are. And uh, the more you think that, what you should be doing or what you can be doing is what you will actually do, right? Uh, you realize that you have time on your side. You realize uh, that that number, whatever that age is that you think you're going to retire at, is further and further away. So you're like, oh, 59 should be plenty of time, right? Uh, or 60 should be plenty of time. But once you hit age, you know, 57, 58, 59, 60, 68 doesn't seem too far off, right? So it doesn't seem too far-fetched that you could work that long. Now, that's as 83% of non-retired U.S. investors said they are confident they will be financially secure in retirement, okay? So this is 83% of non-retired U.S. investors confident that they will be secure in retirement. So that's 88% of millennials, 82% of Gen X, and 79% of baby boomers. Now, this is actually quite surprising. They believe, they're confident that they are going to be fine in retirement, and I wonder what that's coming from, why they think that's the case. Now, even so, 41% of respondents said that achieving financial security in retirement is, quote, going to take a miracle, right? So they are confident they'll be financially secure. I don't know what their uh, definition of financially secure is, right? Uh, but if 41% say that achieving financial security is going to take a miracle, I mean, that's not very reassuring. That's not very encouraging to me. Now, that sentiment was highest among Gen Y, or the millennials, with 46% saying that uh, it's going to take a miracle, and Gen X, 45%, while the baby boomers came in with 30%, because they can already see the finish line for the most part. Now, while there is a general sense of confidence, the results show that there are a number of questions people have with regard to retirement planning. Those questions include, when am I going to retire? How much money am I going to need? How long will the money need to last? Right? There are a lot of things that cause nagging doubt for people. The survey included 750 U.S. investors who had a median of 450000 in investable assets. Now, this is likely 
uh, you know, why you see the uh, responses that you do. You're talking about people uh, who, one, are investors in the first place, and then two, uh, have, you know, pretty good nest eggs that they've already saved up. Now, the U.S. results are part of a global survey of 8,550 individual investors. Notably, the average retirement age for that broader group around the world was also 62. The U.S. results show the older people get, the more retirement is elusive. Okay. Now, again, I don't know if that's necessarily the case. I just think uh, that you know those people get towards the end of the line and go, oh, crap, I don't have what I need to actually retire. And for baby boomers, the number 68 uh, may also be prompted by a key threshold for Social Security. This is something else to keep in mind, right? A lot of these baby boomers are becoming, you know, full Social Security age at age 67, right? So they may be thinking, oh, I'll get my full Social Security if I wait until that point. And then some are also thinking about 70, because if you wait from age 67 to 70, you can get an 8% raise a year on your Social Security and max it out at age 70. So they might be trying to max out their Social Security because they may be running a little short in other areas of their retirement life, okay? Now, age 62 is the year at which people first become eligible for Social Security benefits. So this is uh, a very relevant number. This average that everybody's falling at, right, is the number where you can begin taking Social Security benefits. Now, obviously, it's an average, uh, but I wonder how many respondents say 62. Now, I would also guess, I, I don't know this, I haven't seen uh, the entire survey, but I would also guess that a lot of these people said that they could retire at age 65. Now, what happens at age 65? First of all, People think in increments of five anyway, right? Uh, 60, 70, uh, 65, 75, whatever, right? We think and we talk in increments of five a lot of times, right? So uh, what you have here is at age 65 in the U.S. is when Medicare begins, right? You are on Medicare at age 65 if you're no longer working, right? So I'm sure that there were a lot of respondents that also said 65, which may have driven that average towards 62 as well. Now, however... If you claim Social Security early, right, they will receive permanently reduced monthly benefits, right? This is true. If you don't hit your full Social Security age, then you're going to get permanently reduced benefits. You're not going to be able to, uh, you know, increase your benefit to that full retirement age benefit. If instead they wait until full retirement, age 67, depending on when they were born, right, uh, they will get 100% of the benefits. For some people, it's like 66 and eight months or whatever, but for a lot of people, it's age 67, okay? Uh, so some people wait that long just to get 100% of those Social Security benefits, which they see as far more stable and far, and far more guaranteed than the money that they actually have saved up for themselves. Now, research from the Center for Retirement Research at Boston College shows that Americans mostly tend to claim retirement benefits either around 62 or their full retirement age as defined by Social Security, right? Uh, so basically, people are either taking their benefits as soon as they can take them or they're waiting until that full retirement age. Delaying retirement past age 62 not only has advantages with regard to delaying Social Security benefits, it can also enable someone to wait until Medicare eligibility age, which is 65 like I was talking about, and continue to earn income, right? Uh, because insurance is not cheap. And so if you can get to Medicare age uh, before having to actually pay for insurance, right, and, and have Medicare, uh, then you will uh, maybe be better off and, and have some cheaper insurance and not have as much strain on your cash flow in retirement. Okay. Yet not everyone has a choice as to when they retire, uh, which can happen unexpectedly due to unforeseen health or career circumstances. Okay. Uh, a lot of us do have a choice. Okay. Now, some people don't. 
100%. If you have an unforeseen health event that is extremely costly or keeps you from working in the way that you could work otherwise, uh, then yeah, I, I totally understand. Or if you get laid off late in your career and then it's hard to find something as an older individual going into the workforce, I understand. But over a long period of time, we should be shooting towards retirement uh, and being able to have adequate savings and adequate money for our retirement and to be able to you know retire whenever we choose to do so. Now, the key is to prepare for what all circumstances can bring, right? There's a lot that can be done to educate individuals on what their investment options are, how to go about planning for retirement, and how to put the pieces together, okay? So that's what we're going to talk about for the rest of today's episode is how do we put these pieces together? How do we get to where we want to get to uh, when it comes to retirement? And do we have to abide by this late 50s, early 60s, mid 60s numbers? Because personally, uh, you know, I, I may end up liking what I do and and work all the way to you know my late fifties or early sixties or whatever, right? But when it comes down to it, I think we all would like to do whatever we want to do as early as we want to do it. And if that means retiring early, I think a lot of people would choose to do so. But you have to have a plan in place, and honestly, you need to have a plan in place regardless. Because even though uh, we talk a lot about Social Security here, we talk about Medicare, all these different things. Right? If you have adequate retirement savings, then Social Security and Medicare mean very little in the grand scheme of things. Okay. Yes, you may you know save on you know some insurance by getting to uh, Medicare age, or yes, you may get a little more in Social Security by waiting or whatever. Right? But if you actually do your job of saving for retirement and actually putting money away and growing your money over a long period of time, then you are not going to have to worry about the prospect of not having enough money or the prospect of, uh, you know, having to pay a little more for insurance for a little while, right? Or, uh, you know, oh, I'm not going to be getting as much income from uh, the federal government. You won't care because you will be covered by what you have done for yourself, okay? Now, quite clearly, the way that we need to do this first and foremost, uh, and when we lead into retirement, the way that we can get there as quickly as possible is to 100% be out of debt. Okay. Uh, now this is what I tell you to do in the fourth part of the financial action plan. I tell you to get out of all debt other than your mortgage. And then later on, I tell you to pay off your mortgage while you're investing aggressively, right? Both of these things need to be done before you hit retirement. You need to have your house paid off and you need to be completely out of other types of debt as well. What this is going to do is this is going to make it to where you need less money in retirement, right? If you have a house payment, that's going to be one of your largest expenses in retirement, right? If you have a bunch of other debt, car debt, student loans even, right? Medical debt, whatever it is, credit cards, then that's just going to weigh down uh, your retirement savings, right? You're just going to be you know, pouring money into these uh, interest-bearing debts, and that's not going to be a whole lot of fun for you over uh, your retirement life. You're going to have to generate more income just to keep up with the payments on those debts, and that's not what we want, right? We want to be debt-free, and that's going to help us to retire whenever we want to retire, right? Because uh, we are going to need less in order to hit the same number, okay? Then, ultimately, we need to be aggressively, aggressively, aggressively investing as early as possible. Now, I tell you in the financial action plan, I'll tell you again here. I do want you to have a good financial foundation set. I want you to be out of debt. I want you to have emergency savings, 
right? I want you to have uh, you know, your budget where you're budgeting monthly and you're tracking your expenses. I want you to do all those things. I want those things to become second nature to you and things that you're just like, yeah, I, I know I have that. I know I have to do that. I know I should stay away from debt. I know all these things, right? And once you do that, you have to be aggressively investing as early as possible, putting away as much money as you can as early as possible in investments that are going to go up in value over a long period of time. And if you do that, right? That's going to be your best chance to retire whenever you finally choose to retire. Okay. Now, again, retirement is not an age. It is a number. Now, when I say not an age, but a number, what does that mean? It means that you need to determine how much money you need in retirement and do the math, adjust for inflation, right? Uh, Be very conservative with your expenses, meaning round up with the expenses that you're going to have over a long period of time, right? Understand what your expenses are, understand how much income you're going to need, right? And then maybe even add a little cushion in there to make sure that everything's cool. Then you need to see what type of rate of return you can expect over a long period of time on your money, right? It's not realistic to expect 15% rates of return to be pulled off of your money every year and you be able to uh, maintain your nest egg over a long period of time. That's just not realistic, right? But is 5% realistic? Probably, right? Is 4% realistic? That's the 4% rule. We talk about that uh, and that's kind of become, you know, something that people talk about in finance circles and uh, gets a lot of pushback and all these types of things. But I think 4% is easy to create. Now, that doesn't mean that's all that you have to create. I think if you took 8% off of a retirement account every single year, as long as you had enough cushion and uh, you had your money invested properly, that could be uh, a proper way to have your money grow uh, and take money off. But ultimately, you need to make sure that the amount of money that you save up can create income for you in perpetuity, okay? Not until a certain age in perpetuity. Now, I I think the danger here, the danger here is this. The danger is that people are going to retire. People are retiring right now. Baby boomers, undoubtedly, are retiring right now, and they expect to spend every single dollar that they've got, right? They expect to spend it all the way down to zero. And they're saying, oh, I'm never going to live to... 90, or I'm never going to live to 85, or I'm never going to, you know, make it that far. So it's not going to matter anyway. Right. And these are the same people that you end up seeing later on who are just living on social security payments and barely getting by having to sell things uh, just in order to uh, remain retired, which they basically have to at that point because of their age and inability to do any type of work. Right. Uh, So ultimately, you have to take it into your own hands. Ultimately, you need to make sure that the amount of money that you save up can create income for you every single month, every single year in retirement, in perpetuity, and you want to maintain the principal balance of your investments, meaning the amount of money that you invested, the amount of money that you saved up, right? The amount of money that you grew over a long period of time and started retirement with. You should end retirement with at least that much money, hopefully more, but at least that much money and be able to pay yourself all throughout retirement, right? And then you can leave money behind, leave a financial legacy uh, that is extremely strong and you never had to worry about income in retirement. That's the safest way to do it. Now, what does this look like in reality? Okay, well, let's just talk about it. Let's say that you determine that you need $100,000 a year in retirement. You say, hey, that that would be on average what I take in retirement. That's what I'm gonna need, $100,000 a year, okay? 
Maybe that's even pre-tax, $100,000 a year. And you know, let's just assume that you've got pre-tax retirement accounts, right? You have traditional accounts. And this isn't taking into account Roth or whatever else, which is huge if you're trying to retire because uh, that can take away the burden of taxes and all the money that's there is all your money and it is tax-free and with the withdrawals. But nonetheless, let's say you need $100,000 a year. How would you create that? Right. If you say, well, I can make 5% on my money every single year, that's what I need to make on my money in order to keep up with inflation uh, and to pay myself what I need. Right. You need to grow at 5% a year. That means that you are going to need $2 million, okay, $2 million in your retirement account in order to create $100,000 a year and keep the $2 million creating. The hundred thousand dollars. It's basically what we call, you know, we call it a nest egg all the time, right? Uh, but it is the golden goose that's laying the golden eggs, right? You you ever see a chicken or or whatever, right? Lay an egg. Well, it's not just going to lay one egg. It's going to lay a bunch of eggs, and you want to make sure uh, that chicken or that goose, right, keeps laying those eggs, right? And lays those eggs in perpetuity, right? The whole idea is the goose or the chicken remains there, right? It's still there, but it's creating new eggs all the time. It's still pouring out income to you all the time. So the goose is your nest egg. It is the total amount of your account. And then the eggs are the income that you're taking off of it time after time after time. And you want to make sure that that goose or that chicken stays alive and you can use those eggs for whatever you want to use them for, okay? So ultimately... We have to plan well. Ultimately, we have to start as early as possible. Now, is it possible? Let, because I think that's a good example. Ha, needing $100,000 a year, if you're out of debt, you have an emergency fund, you know everything's paid off, all these types of things, $100,000 a year can go a long way over a long period of time, right? Now, so let's say that $2 million was your goal, right? If $2 million is your goal and you can make 10% rates of return over a long period of time, Right, let's say over a 40-year period. So I'm saying somebody who's starting early, right? Um, somebody who's starting early only has to put away in order to get to that $2 million number, only has to put away $316.25 per month over a 40-year period, which is not much if you're out of debt and you're able to save in that way. Now, let's be clear. It's not always that easy. Let's say you're not making 10%. Let's say you're only making 8 right? And let's say you want to retire early, okay? You want to retire, you know, let's say you're 26 like myself. Let's say you wanted to retire at 56, okay? So that's 30 years, okay? You would have to put away $1,341.96 per month on average all the way uh, to your 56th birthday, okay? So, and lower rates of return, you have to invest more. Shorter time horizon, you have to invest more in order to get the, to the exact same place, right? So what this tells you is that you have to aggressively invest. If you want to retire early, your, your investing has to be extremely aggressive. You have to, uh, not only just, you know, in rate of return, right? If you're young, I talked about this yesterday, uh, investing in a little riskier things can be useful and can allow you to get greater rates of return over a long period of time. But when I say aggressively invest, I mean, put away more money, right? Sacrifice, actually put money away, actually have, uh, you know, more of your income going towards your future uh, than you would otherwise if you just wanted to retire at 65 or whatever, like anybody else. Okay. And if you want to retire earlier than 56, you have to put away more than 1341 
per month, right? So you see the importance of starting as early as possible because the earlier that you start, the more leverage you can get there and being very, very aggressive with your investing, especially if you want to build uh, substantial nest eggs over a long period of time. Now, you also need to be very, very thoughtful about where you're putting this money, okay? Because if you're putting all this money into, let's say, IRAs, okay? You're putting this money into IRAs, which is perfectly fine, right? But you're not going to be able to get that money until 59 and a half, Okay. So you need something if you want to retire at 50 or 56 or 55 or whatever, right? You need something to bridge the gap. You need something to create income for you until you can get that money at age 59 and a half. Now, a 401k or a 403b or TSP, you can access that money at age 55 if you if you leave it there, right? But let's say you wanted to retire at age 50, right? You still need something to bridge the gap. So that's where we do what we call bridge investing, right? Where you're building the bridge to your retirement accounts, right? So that means not only you're going to have to put money away in retirement accounts over a long period of time, you also should be putting money away into brokerage accounts probably, right? If you want to retire early, you need to plan to do this because uh, otherwise you're going to look up and all of your money is going to be locked up. And the worst thing that you can do is go about paying all the penalties and potential taxes that you would have to pay by taking that money out early if that's what you you know were wanting to do to retire early right uh, that's just not going to be beneficial to you over a long period of time what you need to do uh, is make sure that you have some good bridge money invested now this is going to be tax advantage in the same way Roth IRAs or traditional IRAs or whatever would be no right but you will actually have the money that you need when you need it. And those tax advantaged accounts are going to continue to grow while you use your bridge investing money. Now, the bridge investing money can be money that you actually uh, kind of have it set out to where, hey, if this money doesn't grow and doesn't produce what I need, I can just you know turn this all to cash and just take it uh, over the course of however many years. So if you're looking to bridge for five years, right, and you need $100,000 a year, that means you need at least $500,000 in that bridge account. Okay, hopefully more, but that's what you would need. Okay, now I'm telling you all of this so that you'll understand that it is urgent. It's urgent that if you want to retire even by age 59, which is what millennials are saying that they want to do is retire at age 59, you have to get on the ball. It is time. It's time. You need to start now because if you do not start now, if you do not uh, begin putting your retirement and your uh, investing life ahead of other things, right? Ahead of buying nice cars and ahead of, uh, you know, buying the nicest house on the block or uh, ahead of, you know, whatever else, retail therapy, then you are going to be at a loss. Just listen to this. If you are somebody my age, you, if you're somebody who, who knows me and you're my age, you went to school with me, whatever, right? Or you're just close to my age. Just listen to this. If I had nothing, no, no investments at all, and wanted to get to that $2 million number by age 59, making an 8% rate of return, which is a, an adequate rate of return over a long period of time in the market, right? I would have to put away $1,034 a month. $1,034 a month. Starting at 26 and doing it the whole time all the way uh, until 59. That's a long time to be putting away that much money. And that's a lot of money to be putting away. Okay, but hopefully you start as early as possible. Okay, you make maybe a 10% rate of return instead of an eight, right? And not to mention, uh, you can aggressively invest more and more uh, as you get raises, as you make more money. And again, it's easy to aggressively invest when you don't have debt. It's easy to aggressively invest when you know that if something bad were to happen, you have emergency fund money setting aside, 
right? When you don't have strains on your cash flow, then you can use your cash flow to grow and you can have excess cash flow. And that's something that most Americans don't have is excess cash flow. And excess cash flow is actually going to get you to retirement in the most efficient way possible. It's going to get you to retirement in a way that you can actually thrive and not just survive. And that's ultimately what I want for you. I want you to thrive. I don't just want you to survive. And again, if you have to work until you're 70 or 75 or whatever, then you do, right? Or if you want to work till you're 70, I know 70 year old people who are working because they like to work, not because uh, they have to work, right? They want something to do. They want uh, to be out there working. My great grandma worked into her 80s, right? Uh, and this is just because, you know, gave her something to do, right? She lived by herself, gave her something to do. She worked, make money, all these different types of things, right? That's perfectly fine. I'm fine with that. But I don't want you to be stuck somewhere because you have to be there, okay? I want you to be somewhere because you want to be there by that point, right? I want you to be somewhere because you want to, uh, you know, go and work or go and do something or go and spend your time uh, doing some, you know, activity or, or uh, being generous or, or doing some, you know, philanthropic work or something, right? Uh, I want you to enjoy what you're doing and know uh, that you could stop at any time and be perfectly fine. The last thing I want you to have to do is to scratch and claw at older ages just to survive. Okay. I don't want you to have to keep working. I want you to keep working because you enjoy doing so. Now, no shame in keeping working and, and getting your financial life on track, right? But especially for you younger people, I know I speak to younger people a lot, but Ultimately, it is uh, the group that I am targeting here. I want you to be very thoughtful. I want you to be very intentional about the fact that investing and investing for your future, investing for retirement is important now. It's not important 20 years from now. It's not important 30 years from now. It's important today, okay? Because if you don't do it today, then you're not going to have anything 30, 40 years from now. And if you don't have anything 30, 40 years from now, it's going to make uh, for a very meager existence when it comes to your retirement life. So I just want you all to thrive. I want you all to do the best that you can absolutely do. And I want you to retire as early as you want to retire. But you have to understand, we have two choices in life when it comes to anything. You have two choices. Okay, Your choices are you can sacrifice a little today okay, and get big payoffs later. Meaning you can sacrifice some of your income today and you can retire early or retire when you want to later on and have plenty of money then, okay? Or the alternative is you consume today. You do what you want to do today, right? You're lazy today. You're not intentional today, right? You fail to sacrifice today. You get your little bit of benefit today, but then tomorrow, whenever tomorrow is 20, 30 years from now, you will pay a much higher price than you would have paid if you would have just sacrificed a little bit in order to get your big reward. Okay, so we only have those two choices and I like the first more than the second. I like uh, just sacrificing a little in order to get a lot and doing it over a long period of time rather than uh, you know trying to enjoy way too much and indulge way too much and then you end up with nothing. Right? I know nothing is guaranteed. Life isn't guaranteed, but I also know the statistics. We're likely going to live into our 70s or 80s. And when we're there, I don't want to be working full time. And I don't want to be somebody that's reliant on Social Security and the federal government to pay my bills. I want 
you know, money to live on and to live my financial dreams and my wife's financial dreams and to do all the things I always wanted to do and then leave money behind for my children, for my grandchildren and to change my family tree. And I want you to be able to do the exact same thing. That's why I'm here every day. That's why I'm trying to motivate you and give you all the facts about how you can do that as efficiently as possible. So hopefully I help you to get there and hopefully you can retire whenever you want to, as long as you take heed some of the advice that I give you on this show on a day-to-day basis. So thanks for tuning in to this episode. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, and I'll be sure to respond to anything you leave down there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, be sure to subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's really good supplemental materials to all the things I'm putting out in these long form episodes on YouTube and the podcast every single day. And then if you need somebody to help you to build a financial plan and keep you accountable to that plan over the long term, then I can do that. Just DM me on any of the major social media sites tell me that you are interested in financial coaching sessions and you and I can begin working together pushing towards your long-term financial goals and ultimately pushing on towards long-term financial freedom which is what I hope for every single individual who's watching or listening to the show on a day-to-day basis so tune in tomorrow as I continue talking about personal finance topics that I think could be useful for you in your long-term financial journey so thanks for tuning into this episode of money's no object I'm your host Dylan Howell God bless